Calvary Church presents Lead to Serve, a leadership podcast with Ed Taylor. Welcome to today's edition of Lead to Serve, the podcast where we talk about life and ministry. We're learning to be better servants of Jesus so that we can lead well. And that's really the heart of why we do this. I want, it's almost like I'm bringing you into my office and we're talking across the desk about things of ministry. We're talking as we're enjoying a cup of coffee about what it is that will make us better servants of the Lord. That's the call, really, isn't it? The call isn't to high leadership. The call is to great servanthood and surrender. Jesus said if we want to follow him, we need to learn to deny ourselves. And there are so many opportunities every day, all day, that are calling us of deeper denial, which would bring then deeper denial of ourselves that will bring us to a deeper sense of servanthood. Because the greater that we can serve, I believe the greater leadership of the Holy Spirit in us that will be displayed in wherever we are in every strata of society. Now, we're launching with today's episode, season number two. If you joined us for season number one, thank you. Thank you for leaving a reply. Thank you for going to the website and giving me feedback. Thank you for connecting with me. Thank you for sharing the podcast and putting on your social media. Thank you for going to where you uh, get your podcast and leaving a review because they those reviews really matter. It gets the word out and changes how people find it. So thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate the new relationships that have developed. I appreciate every piece of feedback, uh, every suggestion for topics that we're going to cover. Some of those suggestions we're going to be able to cover in season number two. And welcome again to Lead to Serve. My name is Ed Taylor, and I have the privilege of pastoring a church here in Aurora, Colorado. We call it Calvary Church. And we are entering into our 21st year of ministry. And what a ride it has been. It has been a glorious time serving Jesus in the context of ministry and being a part of all that God wants to do. We moved back here in 1999, just the five of us, my wife and three precious kids. And our hope was to be a part of a new church that would start what, what we call a church plant that would start in this eastern side of Denver, this Denver suburb. And Indeed, we became a part of something glorious and grand that God is doing. And our first Sunday morning service back in 1999, Calvary Chapel Aurora started with about 50 people. Then the next week, there was about 20 people or 30 people. It was up and down, up and down. And now here we are, 20 years later, entering into our 21st year. And I have the privilege of just sharing a lot of what this podcast is are lessons that I've learned through mistakes that I've made. Lessons that I've learned over the years by godly men and women that he's put into my life. Uh, Lessons that I've learned. Uh, Those of you that know me, or those of you who will get to know me, you'll see how practical I am. God has given me this sense and this emphasis of the practicality of ministry, the practicality of servanthood, the practicality of leadership. Like I really want to put meat on the bones. I really want to give the biblical principles, uh, the principles that God has designed, and then somehow, the best that I can, put those out in a way that will help you live them out in a very real and practical way. Season one, we had some great topics. 
A couple of the more popular topics were, the first one was, of course, this sense of inadequacy. And how many times are we met with situations that reveal our own inadequacy? I mean, I don't know that there's anyone listening that hasn't ever felt inadequate, not up to the task. But that's actually a good thing, not a bad thing. Because in our feelings of inadequacy, we are then able to truly depend upon God for every aspect of what he has led us into. Uh, we, we like to call that faith and that, that sense of trusting God in those situations that are above us and beyond us. Another topic that was real popular was uh, a podcast I titled something like, What's the Real Business of the Church? And I know right away people don't like to put church and business, those two words together. But if you didn't hear that episode, I'm pretty sure you'll be surprised at what I define as the real business of the church. It's probably not what you think it is. And I'd encourage you, if you weren't with us through season one, go back and listen to season one. Let the Lord and the Holy Spirit encourage you and strengthen you. And be sure to connect with me. I, I want to hear your feedback. The best way to give us feedback is through the website, edtaylor.org. That's E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R.org. And it has to be .org. Make sure you got that, edtaylor.org. And that's a place where I blog and where I write and where Bible studies that I've taught are found and book recommendations. And I write on three primary topics on my blog. I write on general life, how, how to live life as a believer. I write on ministry, which kind of overlaps with the Lead to Serve podcast, those kind of topics. And fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, I write on the topic of grief as we come up now on seven years uh, since our firstborn son, Eddie, passed away and went into the presence of the Lord. And so grief is a big part of my life, helping people with grief and encouraging them. Uh, life, ministry, and grief are those things that have captured my heart. And I want to encourage you through those things. So you can email me, edtaylor.org. If you want more information on our church, uh, you can go to CalvaryCO dot church calvary co co stands for colorado calvary co dot church and i encourage you to download our free app uh, if you just go to your app store wherever you get your apps google play you could put in calvary ed taylor you i think you can just put in ed taylor and our app will pop up download it it's free it's another way that we communicate we love to communicate here it's very important to us it's vital uh, for us to keep those lines of communication open. Today's topic is setting goals, because here we are entering into a brand new year. We're setting some goals because a new year is highly symbolic. Now, I know just like you do, that a new year isn't necessarily fresh and clean. It's just a turn of a calendar page and we're writing different numbers on our checks and writing. We have It's 2020, of course. But at the same time, we also acknowledge in a new year that the old year has passed. And when we look back on 2019, we can look back and just say, look, there's nothing we can do to affect 2019. 2019, it's in the books. It's done. Any successes we enjoyed, done. Any failures that, that we had, done. And a new year symbolically represents this clean slate. We have a fresh new year ahead of us. 
And for 2020 in particular, it happens to be a leap year. So we even have an extra day to set goals. Why? So that we can focus our energy and attention on what we believe God has made most important in our lives. I, I don't know who said it, but someone once said, if you aim at nothing, you'll reach it every time, you'll hit it every time. And I have found many, many men and women that really are afraid of goal setting, feel even inadequate setting goals, don't know how to do it, don't know, don't want to do it, and would rather just aim at nothing. It's like, oh, whatever, you know. And, and I do know that there's an element of faith when it comes to, well, I just want to be led by the Lord and I want him to reveal something to us and uh, something to me. And I agree. There's a part of me that lives that way as well. But I want to add this encouragement in the new year. I want you to set some goals. Set some goals for the new year. Be a person that know you're you're in a place where you want to grow and self-discipline your have some self-discipline to attain those goals. When you set a goal, you say you're you're putting yourself in a position to say yes to some things and no to other things. And that's always good. That discipline that dedicated discipline. Remember when you're setting goals, they require diligence. They require dedication. They require dependence upon God and they require perseverance or the Greek word for perseverance. Well, another English word could be endurance, but the Greek word is hupomone. And it literally means to bear up under the weight. Because when you set a goal and you move forward, there's always going to be challenges along the way. And you need to endure those challenges and not quit. And we think of some of the simple goals at the beginning of the year uh, that some people make. Like, I'm going to read the Bible all the way through this year. That's a great goal. It has some of the ingredients that we see that, that I'll share with you a little bit later of a good goal. Or I want to... Step up into my local church and serve. You know, for us, I'm sure you're a part of a church that your pastor's taken one day, maybe the whole month of January, to share what we would call vision messages the vision of the church, the vision for the year. We've done that here. Uh, I believe God wanted me to dedicate the whole month of January to set the tone and the vision for this coming year for our fellowship family. And it's actually started back early in 2019, our worship pastor sent me a song to listen to. And I listened to it and then I forgot about it. And then someone else sent me that same song later in the year. I listened to it and then I forwarded it to Ian and I said, Ian, have you heard this? And he said, yeah, I sent it to you earlier this year. And I'm like, oh, that's right. And all the pieces came together. It was a song, I'd encourage you to listen to it, by Pat Barrett entitled Into Faith. I go. And I know why the song came up. It's because in 2019, we celebrated 20 years as a church family. And that song was all about, you know, last year's theme was love the past, live the future. God gave that to us a different way. And as we're looking to celebrate 20 years and move forward, reaching new generations, uh, new young people, just seeing God want us to do great and, and amazing things through us. Faith is a big part of it. And on top of that, I'm teaching right now on our weekend services, the verse by verse through the book of Hebrews. And we've landed on chapter 11, which you probably know is known as the hall of faith. 
And we're every week we're talking about faith, stirring up faith, looking at examples of faith. It's amazing. So as I was praying about 2020, the Lord really impressed upon me. It's not into faith I go as much as it's into faith we go as a church. And that became the theme for this year. I've shared a series of studies on that theme through the Bible, just looking at different aspects of faith. And here we are as a church. Let's go. We haven't gone this way before. Uh, My son, Pastor Joshua, shared a study on follow the leader. I shared another study about being faithful every day. Like if we're going to be faithful, we also then need to be full of faith and the importance of what that looks like and how important it is for us to be men and women of faith. It's super exciting. It is wonderful. And maybe your pastor's done that too. And it just kind of sets the theme. And I know a lot of other believers love to have a word from the Lord. Maybe there's a word for the year that seems to weave together what God is doing, how he's doing it. And I want to help you with a few things today. First of all, I just want to strongly encourage you, please, it's never too late to set spiritual goals. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do we do that? Number one, number one, in setting goals, we need to pray. I know that sounds little cliche, kind of a Christian cliche. I don't mean it that way. I'm asking you, please ask God for vision. Ask God for goals. Ask God what he wants to accomplish in your life. Make that a big part of your prayer life forever. And I'm reminded of a a familiar passage of scripture. I'm, I'm even certain that some pastors, I know I have before, have used this section of the Bible to explain and give insight on what it means to receive a vision from God. And it's Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2 in particular. Habakkuk is watching difficulties come into the nation of Israel. He is watching the Babylonians come as an instrument of judgment, and he's upset. He doesn't understand what's happening. He doesn't know what the future will hold. He's uncertain about the future and hyper-concerned. So what does he do? He goes to God. And it's not even the cleanest prayer. He's kind of concerned. He's a little bit complaining, worried, anxious. And at the be- that's chapter one. At the beginning of chapter two, he says this, and I'm going to read first from the New King James. It says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he'll say to me and what I'll answer when I'm corrected. So he takes all of this and he, he says, okay, I'm going to wait for the answer. And then verse 2 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. And so God's answer was, look look, Habakkuk, write it down, make it plain, it's going to happen. It's going to take some time, so don't be impatient with it. And God gives Habakkuk an understanding and a vision of what's about to happen. And he gives him a measure of explanation and readiness. But then I read it in the New Living Translation. And I love the nuance that the New Living Translation brings out of this exact same situation. I'm going to read it to you now in Habakkuk chapter 2 from the New Living. It says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There, I'll wait to see what the Lord says and how he'll answer my complaint. 
And then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets. Now, let me pause right there because I'm reading it. I read it a little fast. Don't miss the perspective that the New Living brings out. It says, write my answer plainly on tablets. You see, vision and direction and goals come from God. Because I know some of you listening, you're in a position of leadership, maybe even personal leadership, like over leading your own life or leading your family, or leading at work, or even so leading at church, you have this heavy burden to come up with this new vision. And it's frustrating. I don't know. I'm listening to goals. I didn't even want to listen to this podcast because I've always had a hard time processing goals and and leading and vision. And that's always been a weakness for me. I want to encourage you, Habakkuk reveals to us that it's God's answer. It's God's vision. And I believe, and I've seen it to be true in my own life, that God will give direction. He will. And he says, write my answer plainly on tablets. This is not on your shoulders. You don't have to make this up. And I know in some leadership books and blogs and things, they this is on you and you can do it and you're the leader. But remember, we're learning to serve. We're we're learning to take that place of the servant. Jesus said, if you want to be greater, you must be the servant of all. Mark wrote of Jesus coming in Mark chapter 10. He said that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And it's through serving and giving and and denying ourselves, seeking God, that he begins to give us his vision, his direction. And he says, write it down so a runner can carry the correct message, the visions for a future time. It describes the end. It'll be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently because it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. And that that probably is a whole new topic too, if it seems slow in coming. What do I do when I wait on the Lord? Uh, I can see that as a future podcast. What do I do when I wait on the Lord? Because it does seem slow. And the word is wait patiently. So number one in goal setting, pray. Number two, write it down. Write down what you believe God's giving you. You know, that's through your daily devotions, through your prayer life, just impressions. I had a young man come up to me recently, I mean, like a high schooler. He said, I just feel like a call to the mission field. And then he said this, he, he, I mean, he hit it right on the head. He said, I don't know if it's my voice or God's voice in my head about this call to missions. And, and it's amazing because he had a particular location, he had a particular group he wanted to serve with, and he's already gone to visit them once and had this confirmation from God, and yet he's still wrestling and he's still battling that. And we went through and I talked to him about how do I know if that voice is from God? And I said, man, you want to serve Jesus with your life. I can tell you one thing I know for sure, that desire did not come from the devil. And so exciting, you know, as you abide in Christ, your thoughts are God's thoughts. And that was a great discussion. So write it down. You know, write them all down. You might even want to pick up, and I did recently, well, recently, uh, after my son passed away, I just started to prayer journal because I wanted to walk through and get all this stuff out of my heart and write it down and and just lay my life before the Lord. What a great habit that I've had now for seven years. I look back and see, man, that was a bad day, but God was faithful. Or that was a good day, but God was faithful. And so write them down. And then thirdly, sort them out. So pray, write them down. And then thirdly, sort them out. Like, let's say you wrote down five or six of them. Well, 
which ones are more important and put the higher priority on them. You know, I, I want to read my Bible through a year. That's a high priority. I, I want to lose 10 pounds because I want to take care of the, of the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's a high priority. You know, I, I want to read three books on leadership or I want to attend uh, more uh, Bible studies at my church. Like for us, I want to go to, you know, f- I want to make sure I go to at least half the year on a Wednesday night or some, some goal where you're putting them in priority. And then the last thing, I want you to learn to refine your goals. And I don't know if I heard this from John Maxwell or Michael Hyatt. They're both very um, encouraging leadership developers. But I, I have this, this word smart I picked up, and, and I'm not sure if it came from Maxwell or Hyatt. It could have come for both of them. But to take a goal and remember the word smart and use those letters to remember. So make your goals, number one, specific. Make sure that they're really narrowed down to something specific, not real broad and general. And the M uh, is make them measurable, make them measurable so that uh, there is something to measure your progress. And then the A, thirdly, make them something that that leads to an action, that there's actually something to do. The R is, I think it's some, I think the word was risk, but I've kind of changed it, but it doesn't fit the acronym. So uh, I've changed it to let your goal be something that requires faith, right? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God because you got to come to him. Those that come to him have to believe that he is and that he rewards those that diligently seek them. So there needs to be an action involved. And, and then finally, with the word Smart, the T, it speaks of time. And I'm sure you already knew that one. That Make sure there's a time limit on it, a focused goal that is set to time. So number one, pray. Number two, write it down. Number three, sort it out. And then number four, refine it. Refine it. Make it specific. Make it measurable. Make it, uh, make it lead to an action. And then finally, let it be filled with faith and hit a time goal. But this year, I really want, and maybe you can email me. I'd love to hear what your goals are. I'd love to hear what God is stirring up in your life, what it is you want to grow in your servanthood. Uh, This comes to the end. I know, I wish we had more time, but we're coming to the end of the very first program of season two. And I hope I've stirred you up to set some goals because goals are very important. They will lead you in those times when things don't seem to be happening, that things just seem to be a lull, which is really, isn't it most of the time? Isn't it most of the time that things just seem to be in a lull and they're just ordinary, everyday actions is not very exciting and goals will keep you moving. And if you really want to serve well, you want to have goals and vision and then write down what God has given to you. So thanks for your time today. Connect with me at edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org. I'd love to hear from you what God is doing. Maybe you got some feedback. Maybe you have like examples of how this has affected your life. Would you please go to wherever you get a podcast, leave a review, a positive review. It helps a lot in the search uh, algorithms for people to find the podcast. Would you please share this on social media? Just shoot out the link and tell people about the Lead to Serve podcast. And it's a joy to serve you. I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. God bless you. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead to Serve with Pastor Ed Taylor, a leadership podcast from Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. If you have a leadership question you want to hear answered on a future Lead to Serve podcast, please email it to pastored at calvaryco.church. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, rate, or review us on iTunes and share us with your friends on social media. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Lead to Serve podcast.